Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plotlines. I'm your host, Connor, and today we're going to talk about Harry Potter and Catholicism and moral conflicts within them. This is going to be a new series on Plotlines where I go through different elements of Harry Potter and discuss how they work within Catholicism, where there are problems, where there are good qualities, and we basically see how maybe we could make it work or fix it or sort of just point out the fact that you know these things are are do not fit the morality of of the catholic worldview word from our affiliate bishop sheen rosaries you've probably worn through the chain of your cheap plastic rosary other rosaries simply can't stand up to the wear and tear of everyday life Bishop Sheen rosaries are made of solid metal beads and paracord to withstand any condition and are backed with a lifetime warranty. Upgrade your rosary to a Bishop Sheen rosary made to fit your lifestyle or buy one for a friend. Each rosary sold supplies two weeks of food for a school kid in Uganda. You use the exclusive link down below to help support our efforts here at Plotlines. The link will take you to sheenrosaries.com. Be sure to use the code PLOTLINES10. And give Catholic readers of Harry Potter an understanding that not everything is, you know, as it seems in Harry Potter, as many people would like it to be, especially since I know a lot of people my age have a very, you know, healthy or not healthy, um, not unhealthy either, but like an appreciation for the books. And I have a decent appreciation of the books myself, as well as the movies. I know many of my Catholic brethren will find my interest in Harry Potter annoying or, you know, repulsive to them. But I think it's important to confront the good aspects of the book series, the merits, as well as the flaws within the series, so we can get a holistic approach. I think it's I think it can be counter counterintuitive to sort of throw everything off as demonic or uh, especially, I you know, especially something that is so widely known and and uh, is is not not um, fully embraced as complete evil or anything like that. I think uh, I think we should look at it for uh, for good and bad. Now, the topic today is euthanasia. So for everyone to understand sort of the where, where we're discussing euthanasia in the book, um, Dumbledore asked Snape, asked Severus Snape to kill Dumbledore, to kill himself, to kill uh, his boss as he is currently sort of as Snape is undercover within the Death Eaters uh, working for Voldemort. Dumbledore knows this, and Dumbledore wants to use this as to his advantage. Uh, this is clearly euthanasia. I will go into why a little more. But um, so he, uh, he, so the sort of situation is Draco Malfoy is supposed to kill Dumbledore. And Dumbledore is already well damaged by a curse on his uh, on his hand 
from the um from a special from a ring that's also a that was also a horcrux um and basically he is going to die dumbledore is going to die sooner than later within a year most likely of the situation and he asks snape to kill him so draco malfoy doesn't have to kill him and the reasoning for this is that he does not want Draco to murder because he is worried and does not want the soul of Draco Malfoy to be broken uh, since he has a current it, from the from the book logic he has a full soul he has a complete soul it's not broken and in the in the books you just break his soul up by killing somebody I, and I think you know the horrible nature of murder in the and uh is perfectly well established you know it, it, this is obviously something that is correct is that you know uh, murder is damaging to the soul uh but yes yeah, so it's really quite interesting because uh snape doesn't want to do it at first you know he you know he thinks if dumbledore wants to or is ready to die then just let uh just let it happen and most likely this is arguably the better situation but uh and he even uh argues that what about his soul and i think this uh this passage from the deathly hallows shows sort of the problem uh so snape says so it's, if you don't mind dying, said Snape roughly, why not let Draco do it? That boy's soul is not yet so damaged, said Dumbledore. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And my soul, Dumbledore? Mine? Said Snape. You alone know whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid pain and humiliation, said Dumbledore. I said this one great favor of you. I, I ask this one great favor of you, Severus, because death is coming for me as surely as the Chudley Cannons will finish bottom of this year's league. I confess I should prefer a quick painless exit to the protracted and messy affair it will be if, for instance, Greyback is involved. I hear Voldemort has recruited him. Or dear Bellatrix, who likes to play with her food before she eats it. So... This is where I think Dumbledore becomes even a worse character in this situation, a worse situation. He is proclaiming his cowardice. He is showing that he does not want to die and he is willing to sacrifice Snape's soul, part, you know, Snape's, the health of Snape's soul for his own fear of death and his fear of torture. I guess he doesn't fear death in the strictest of sense. He doesn't, he's fine with dying. He knows he's going to die. And unlike Voldemort, who does not want to die and is unwilling to die in a sense, uh, he is avo he is avoiding the pain of death, the pain that comes with. And no one, obviously no one likes that. Uh, he's freeing, he's trying to free himself of the pain on earth. And this is wrong. This is taking away the struggles that you are put through 
in order to to set yourself up to be you know to be welcomed into hopefully purgatory or heaven but but euthanasia having snape kill dumbledore is a betrayal of that and it's not and it's the opposite of dumbledore's character for the most part is this is the opposite of bravery this is cowardice this is exactly what uh you know and even snape's cowardice as well for accepting this this is absolutely terrible he should have he dumbledore should totally accept the embarrassment of dying a cruel death if that's what happens also malfoy shouldn't be given a pass malfoy i mean i this there's two ways to think about this is that you know he's being forced to do this so it's he's being coerced so it's not really his fault to begin with but the most courageous thing draco could do instead of killing dumbledore is refused to which arguably he does even in the half-blood prince he he does not uh he, he does not let them force the death eaters he does not let dumbledore or voldemort force him to kill dumbledore his teacher and even though you know he's never really liked dumbledore or anything but he he but this isn't in, innate to him. This isn't something that he wants to do. This is something that's being forced on him or he'll die. The Voldemort will kill him. But it, it, the greatest sacrifice would be a sacrifice of yourself. Draco has the opportunity to do so. And, and I think Dumbledore is trying to take that away from him. It's a perfect uh, example to show, see exactly who draco is and exactly his worth no one likes to be in that situation but you know i think it would have been an interesting thing to see does draco would draco completely go against the dark lord would he switch sides what would happen and arguably even when snape takes the uh takes the uh the makes the unbreakable vow because in the Half-Blood Prince, he makes the unbreakable vow to basically protect Draco and to carry out his mission, which Draco's mission is to kill Dumbledore. But of course, Draco's doing this, or Snape's doing this already if committed to killing Dumbledore anyways, because he, because this is before, or this is after Dumbledore has already asked him to do this. Anyways, so basically... The Deathly Hallows reveals that this, you know, this is euthanasia. And, you know, even Snape being, you know, I guess not murdering uh, uh, Dumbledore out of dislike, disdain for Dumbledore or for switching sides or for trying to help the Dark Lord. He is actually trying to help the, the good guys in this situation. So I think, you know, obviously it's a better situation, but it's not that much better. It's just murder for a different reason. And, uh, you know, Snape has his own redemptive qualities and his own terrible qualities. But, you know, this needs to be taken into consideration. And uh, so euthanasia is just another form of murder where the person, it, you know, is killed is willing to relieve himself of this world and the pain while the murderer does the work thinking that he has done nothing wrong, which is much harder to repent of. 
any doctor who partakes in this is, you know, setting themselves up for a really difficult struggle with themselves and especially in the aftermath. But, you know, it would have been really impressive to see Snape uh, refuse this offer or Draco to, you know, turn against the Dark Lord or, you know, or even have to come to grips with him, you know, being weak. And he is weak, but weirdly, he's Draco in the in the books is weak in the like, at least in a courageous sense, almost like him not wanting to kill Dumbledore is the most courageous. He just doesn't. He's not allowed to do the to the left the the rest of it. He's just covered by Snape's murder of Dumbledore. You know, Tolkien in the Silmarillion states that rebellion cannot be fought by rebellion. And I think that's important in the situation and people need to understand that euthanasia for quote unquote, a greater good or a good cause or something is not worth it. It's not, a, it's not good. It is repulsive to the Catholic faith and Snape's participation with Dumbledore on this is truly horrifying. So, uh, as I say, you know, as for a children's book, I don't think Harry Potter should be read by children. I think they're much too impressionable for that. I think it is something, it is a book that people should look at for what it is. You know, you can look at things like the Iliad, the Odyssey, all these different types of books and uh, see the see horror horrible things i mean the bible has horrible things happen in it too but you have to look at it through the lens of what is bad and where bad is and this part is bad so i don't think kids do could um be necessarily reading harry potter as, unless you know parents are going through their through it with their kids pointing out the you know the the bad parts, the places where, you know, the story may say that, oh, this is fine, but it's not. Or, um, and, but also I would like to point out that, you know, the parents that don't let their kids read Harry Potter, and I'm not going to disagree with them or anything like that. Uh, they need, they should realize that their kids are probably the least susceptible to these bad things, to the, to corruption from Harry Potter and, you know, from, because most of Harry Potter is fine, you know, not, not corrupting, but uh, it is definitely, you know, has corruptive elements and those elements are way less effective on kids that their parents who have been, you know, teaching them the Catholic faith and want them to be strong in their faith. Anyways, so hopefully you guys have learned something and gotten something from that and you know maybe thought about this sort of thing in a much you know different way and i hope everyone had a great you know great time please like share comment below just tell me what you think if you want to see more of these and you know how this really how this affects you okay 